said, yeah. Yeah, it looks like other stuff as well. And now cloudy wait after a night under bonus. Together, let us explore the stars. So help you God. How are you, Larry? How are you getting on? She said, Are you sure? Why would you be I'm an undercover My chick one two one two. Pube Talk with Nate K. Coyle and Carl Murray. Gorgeous. That's absolutely Pube Talk. Carl, how are you keeping? Anyway, look, I'm after getting a butt. What are the cameras and the lights and stuff, Carl? Is this, is this an intervention? You don't remember. remember we're, what? we're starting a podcast. We, we've completely blown our bulbs like everyone else in 2020 and we're starting a podcast. You don't remember this at all, no? I vaguely remember something, Carl. I've been doing a little bit of fluting around. Uh, since Dr. Hooler's locked us in. Right. Um, I do remember something about taking over the world or something. Something about going after Jim and Joe Rogan or something. Yeah. That's yeah. it? That's the plan. That's we're, the one. We're on, ready to go. Here we are. Okay. Hello, hello. Live from the bushes. You'll see those who are watching, uh, we've decided to film uh, from the bushes. You've seen Between Two Ferns. We're now in the middle of one. Um, you're very welcome along to Pub Talk. Your easy listening podcast, where we're going to take a novel approach uh, on everything from business, sport, politics, mental health, mm. the hilarious, the bizarre, essentially anything that you uh, talk about down the road. Yeah, that sounds about right, Carl. I think that's about what, we, uh, what we're we hoping to do. A conversation on matters ranging from the topical to the tropical. That's right. And you could say that. Amongst friends of over 20 years. And the rest, please, God. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, and of course, as you just heard, uh, joined by renowned restaurateur, YouTuber, comic... An all-round half-decent human, Nick Coyle. Nate, what are you describing yourself as this week? Yeah, very kind world cards. Or kind words, Carl, should I say. That's Carl with a C um, for anyone uh, writing the transcript Somebody at actually home. called me Carl with a K the other day. Very, very annoying. Yeah, that look, that could be a topic for another week, lads. Um, spell the names right. Uh, yeah, but look, Carl, very kind words. Uh, thanks indeed, Carl. Also a great man. Um, for those who know me, you'll know uh, all too well he's part homo sapien and part horse. I'll leave, uh, leave you with that reference, lads. Um... Anyway, actually, can you stop tickling my leg there? No, sorry, yeah, okay. yeah, I think right, that's... I will, I will. Yeah, just, it's a little uncomfortable. Anyway, 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 she said to me, as Carl has mentioned, um, I am a Finton of all flutes, um, and for the moment at least, I'm simply describing the self as a Renaissance man. Um, so for the moment, anyway, lads, uh, part e-commerce magnet um, and part online chef. So uh, a digital cook, you could call me. Um, so if anyone fancies a little bit of online grub, lads, um, head on over to the Instagram accounts, the YouTube platform, Nate K. Coyle, and maybe we can stick um, a burger through the scanner, or uh, we can email over a few wings or something. Let's check it out. It's all there. So you're a, you're a, an online magnus as opposed to magnate. You're a magnus. Big old magnus. Yeah, I misspelled it in the uh, in our notes here, lads, so that's what counts for. <laughs> well, anyway, we've decided to start a podcast because we, we've nothing else to do. Um... And we are, of course, as Nate mentioned, friends of 20 years. Yeah. Uh, and we, we do think that we have... Well, there's no doubt about it. Well, we, we, we think we have interesting mm. uh, conversations. So we're going to give it to the people. They haven't asked for us, but we're yeah. going to bring it to them. We're going to bring it to a global audience. Uh, and yeah, we're, so we're hopefully going to encapsulate the interesting, uh, the sad sometimes, but not, not that often, and the bizarre. And quite uh, often the hilarious, we hope. Well, that's 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 what we're hoping. Um, but we're not, by no means experts, but we're no. interested in what we're... What we're chatting about, and we, we want to take a step back and, and maybe understand the world around us, you know, in a, in a different way. 
um, which is our own little way, which hopefully the listeners and the viewers might be able to identify with. Yeah, a lovely little way of tickling the words out of your uh, your mouth pipe. Anyway, exactly that, Carl, I think. Um, we're certainly not delivering you as evidence, lads. Um, this is not advice to be relied on. At a later point, as evidence in a court of law. Um, it probably won't hold up, but they are opinions based on experience. Um, and of course, in my own case... Um, Based on bullshit, a lot of the time. Yeah, exactly. So we hope this has been an easy listening podcast that you can have a listen to when you're doing your laundry, doing your chores, mm. if you're home with mummy and daddy still, you're sitting in sitting in traffic, you're having a glass of wine at You home. might be having a pint of bushmills at home. Yeah, well... You, know, you might be sat at traffic lights, daydreaming to the smooth sounds of Carl Murray and Nate K. Coyle and the Pub Talk pod. Uh, you could be just daydreaming out the window, standing at the lights, just waiting for a beep, waiting for your man behind you to beep you to let you know the lights gone green. Um, that's us lads you're easy listening friendly fellas doing the old mucky talking down the pub yeah talking shite but well it's also we hopefully uh, you know we, you can learn a little bit from what we're chatting about we hope to little br- bring a bit of extra information to the topics that are in the news but also we can learn a bit from you we're going to have hopefully some weekly correspondence we can go through with, with our listeners if if you know if mum and dad write us a letter essentially they're the only listeners we have yeah, at the I moment might write, we might write letters to ourselves Carl. that's um, probably probably what we're going to do maybe for next week you, you might write an email I'll do an email Um <laughs> You be Esme, and I'll be uh, I'll be Tyke or something. Tyke, yeah, yeah. So, in order to cre- recreate the the pub atmosphere, obviously Absolutely. there's no pubs, no pubs at the moment for us. Nate, Nate regularly Cheers. resides in the pub atmosphere, whether it's morning or evening. Is that right? The Prince of Porter, they call me, or Monkstown Mick. What um, we're gonna do though is we've come armed with a couple of beverages this evening. Absolutely. Uh, you go ahead first, there, Carl. Mm-hmm. A, a heavy drinker, this man. Now, well, yeah, so interested to see what he's got. Well, I have I have a drink in a have a, look at a that. wine glass. It looks Good like. Lord, where, how do you describe it? Here? It looks like you've had a heavy night on the bummers. Yeah. And now, I don't know. Mm. I don't know if it's. Legal. It looks like you're wee when you're sick. It lo- that's exactly that's what, what it looks like. That's a nice way of saying when I was trying to think. Well, what it actually is. Yeah. I don't drink, but what it is is, and we're going to go through some some non-alcoholic alternatives for the lads down the pubs and the ladies who don't do the drinking. But yeah. it's Vit Hit. Absolutely. We're not sponsored by Vit Hit. Yes, Vit Hit. <coughs> not yet. Shout out Vit Hit. How are you getting on, lads? Get that sponsor, in here. Sponsor on the way in, lads. Well, actually, is their new sparkling mango pineapple with ru? What is that? Rubies. Tea? Roy Boss tea. Roy Boss tea. A vanilla scented. Gorgeous. So what do we look for? A decaf tea. Aqua juice. Yeah. Teas. It's gorgeous. There's a slight, slight sparkle. I'm a bit of a, a sparkling water connoisseur. And you, you, Slightly effervescent, she said to me. Yeah, so it's a slight sparkle. As opposed to the, the Ballygown or the River Rock sparkle, mm. which would burn the throat off you. Oh, I like, God, it would I like that. Uh, people who like sparkling water know what I'm talking about. This is more of the lighter than a San Pellegrino sparkle, I would oh. say. So that's it. What have you? So what have you got now? You're a good man for the wine. What have you got in front of you? Yeah, um, a lovely bottle of wine, lads. Um, it won't cost you an arm and leg. I think. How much was it again? Uh, Ninety-six euros, lads. Little handy one for a Thursday evening. Uh, no money joking. It's picked up an Aldi for under nine euros. Um, a little Riesling from the cooler European climes of Alsace. Right. Eastern Europe. Eastern France, should I say. East of France there, old Alsace. So it's a reason. Southwest Riesling. France, northwest France. Carl, I haven't a clue where it is. Uh, geog- nice. Geography, not a strong point, but what it did do uh, prior to your arrival, Carl. That's it, I don't know, idea, but go on. I googled. I googled. Alsace Laurent? Alsace. Now I did search Alsatian. Yeah. So I could have been looking. That's, that's their dogs is. or something. I don't know what I was doing. Anyway, lads, I think it's the East of France. Um, but what it is, is lovely little fruity citrus number. So you're getting a little bit of green apple, a little bit of tart green apple. Yeah. And it's like licking a stone in the best way possible. So the wine aficionados among you lads will know when the Nate D-O-double-G, when he chimes in and says it tastes like licking a stone, right. and I'm of course referring to the minerality content of the wine. Right. Um, which actually, if it's like this one, it's like licking a stone, 
that is generally suggestive of quality. So for nine euros, lads, you know what I mean? Shout out to Aldi. How are you getting on, Aldi? Look forward to getting that check in the post. Anyway, that's a couple of drinks, lads. We'll probably, um, we might introduce uh, what we're drinking most most episodes. Probably most episodes. Probably every episode. We don't know. Look, we're doing, we're doing the first we're, one. We're yeah, flying by the seat of our pants here. But you're a good man as well for the, the cooking and the eating. So what, what have you been cooking up? The, uh, as you mentioned your YouTube channel you've been cooking up some good stuff yeah, now of late flat out cooking lads and you best believe I'm eating well in the last wee while lads um, I've gone mad for an egg so I have all that kind of actually I've gone mad for an egg you know breakfast lunch dinner bedroom I'm bringing the eggs everywhere with me lads um, so what I'm after doing there for lunch Carl was I made myself a little bit of hash you know any hash lads actually has anybody got a little bit of hash you might let us know lads um, we did learn what the difference between hash and weed was at the weekend there uh, we got close to it again another conversation I don't fully remember Carl <laughs> um, any hash lads though uh, that's a genuine question I'm only joking lads uh, right uh, email in anyway um, so what I did Carl was I made a little bit of potato egg onion and bacon hash you right, finally okay, chopped the lad yes you, you pan fried you sauteed you get it a little bit crispy crack in your egg little bit of cheese bang her under the grill and Bob's your uncle and Margo's your Auntie Mary you know are you a crispy bacon man or a, a thick Crispy bacon, yeah. always streaky bacon. Bit of water in, is that what you do to crisp it up? I've seen it done, I've seen it done. You can do that if your bacon is just about to spoil and go carcinogenic on you. You can <laughs> pop a little drop of water in the pan, it'll detlaze the pan and you might revive your bacon. Um, but as I said, lads, I'm a fabulous cook and I'm rarely having issues bacon in the kitchen. Bacon stuff. Issues in the bedroom, rarely issues in the kitchen, she said to me. <laughs> so on top of the... Uh, brilliant. During the week. What's the greatest song of all time? It's not, Carl. Um... I probably have the answer. I probably have it. Um, no doubt about it. You're not comfortable doing it though? I'm not comfortable, get, you know, for the people at home, I'm not comfortable telling you what the greatest song of all time is. Because but, both. okay. You know what, Carl? Right. Here's something we might we might try uh, for the lovely lads and lasses just now. Lads, we might just go on ahead and just at our leisure, assemble the single greatest, scientifically proven, the greatest playlist of all time. How we, about that, Carl? We've done a, a lot of empirical research. And we've, we've Great word, that one. I've never heard it before in my yeah. life, but I like it. We've come up with, we've come up with a lot of data-driven research, and we, we're going to come up with a list of the greatest playlist of all time. Yeah. You'll be able to follow along. We're only going to drip-feed it to you guys. Yeah, drip feeding. Um, so what, what song did you go for this week? The first song on the playlist, I want to be a good one. Yeah. Admittedly, I'm looking at it here, what you have. Don't know what it is. Yeah, well, you're about to be blown away. Okay, so um, introduce it. Here we go, lads. Uh, Vance Joy, um, a close friend um, of my sister Mary's. Is Vance a band, or 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 is it a band? Vance Joy, the one is, lad. He's he's just the one lad on his Toblerone. That's um, his name. He's either American or Canadian, or he's from neither of those places. <laughs> Ridiculous from name, somewhere else. Yeah, wonder is it a stage name? Vance Joy. Don't his name is his name's probably uh, Harry the Beagle. You know, I don't know. Anyway, right. Vance Joy, great friend of my sister's. Um, they worked together in Thailand um, for a summer. Couple of gas stories. Teaching um, fighting over there. They were scrapping away. Fighting over a game of cards or something. I don't know. Anyway, um, little Vance Joy song. Alone with me. You know, essentially, folks, you're listening at home. You're alone with me and Carl. Carl and Nate. You know, the pair unless, of us. unless you, you alone don't want to be, with then Pope you Talk. Can absolutely not be here. Correct, lads. You know, this is all consensual stuff. If you're here, lads, you know, don't write. Anyway, I would like not to be here, but I have to. Here we go, lads. Maybe just a little clip here. So I'm gonna yeah. do. I'm gonna do, Carl. I'm gonna jump in to just where the song hits, just where it really you know, okay. strikes a chord um, and tickles the flute a little. Here we go, lads. Right. Vance Joy, alone with me, she said. Anyway. Boy in the shape here we go. He's getting ready for a big one. Go on, Vance. Here we go. It lads. sounds like the backing track. Give it to him, Vance. Every YouTube video. 
Going holiday to make an Yeah. That's what it's like. Yeah. Sounds like this. Couple of shots of girls in white blouses and skirts. Yeah. Anyway, let's better stop this before we um anyway, don't get demonetized now. There's a lot of money. Money coming from abroad in. This money video won't be on YouTube now. Well we'll see. We'll see. We'll get it up. It'll be up in the next twenty minutes or so, let's please go. Carl, what have you got? Who have you got for? I went with uh, a song from a Guinness ad oh. called Hey Day by Mick Christopher. It'll paint a genius. An absolutely beautiful song. Right. A tragic story though. Oh. Mick Christopher, well uh, regarded writer, died after a, an accidental fall in Holland. So while on tour with the Waterboys, you know, I think that's the Waterboys. It's like, you saw the whole of them. That one. That one. I love that. It's a great song. Great, great song. It'll be, on, that'll be on the playlist. So Damien Rice, Glenn Hansen, all these guys have all dedicated their albums to him. Right. Um, Wonderful song. Just play a bit of it there. Pretty really, nice. really the gorgeous. You should all know it. First couple of bars. Right? Oh, oh, yeah. Beautiful song. Gets the juices flowing now. Go on to Micklad. Here we go. You'd, uh... yeah. I remember I was looking for it. This is before Spotify and YouTube. Yeah. Couldn't find it. Found it. Absolutely delighted. It's where I was under the under the couch. Under the, the couch. Back the couch. Yeah. 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 And with the set of fiber. There you go. Go on, Mickey. Right, 29 seconds there, lads. Not demonetized, we're laughing. 29 seconds of Mick and 29 of Devance Band. Okay, let's look. Stay tuned on that, lads, anyway. And um, you're going to see the single greatest podcast of all time. Playlist. Sorry, playlist and podcast. Oh, and podcast. Don't forget the podcast. The um, anyway, lads, it's going to be assembled before your very eyes, and we look forward to doing that for you. So that's the start, lads. A little bit of Vance and a little bit of Mickey Chris. Um, we're big fans of lists. And yes. another list which we want to put together. Yeah, if you bear with us, as you might have noticed, those of you who are looking at the video, we're two men of the ginger nature. Yeah, no. Um, we're dying breed. Yeah, lads. If you're not watching, if you're not watching on the YouTube, okay, and you're just watching me fluting around here on the screen, um, we're two absolutely gorgeous ginger men. Yeah. No. Anyway, we're go on, Carl. Go on ahead. We're not what were you saying? But anyway, I was thinking during the week, there's not very many famous ginger people. Um, no. So I'm saying we, that there's not many, but there's a couple of great ones. Yeah, there is, but what we I've, I don't know about you, but I'm sick of seeing all the number, the, the you know the best team, best eleven ever, the best fifteen ever, the best best teams ever. United. We need to pick our own one. But what we're going to do is we're going to pick an eleven aside team. Yeah. Maybe a few subs, a couple of reserves. Correct. And an under twenty ones, maybe, um, an under sixteens in an academy. But anyway, we're going to pick an eleven aside team. Yeah. Of the best gingers of all time. Okay. What formation are we going with, lads? Oh, solid four four two. Four four two. Are we going to start? By addressing the defence or the attack? I think we've got a couple of attack-minded fellas here. Uh, I'm looking... Uh, yeah, I have a number 9. I have a number 9. You have a number 9. Right, lads. I'm going to start off with the number 10, lads. Okay. All right, here we go, lads. <coughs> One of the greatest ginger men of all time. And, you know, there's many ladies as well. Great ginger ladies out there. But we're going to start with a, with a ginger man. Arguably better than the ginger men, I will say. Uh, oh, gotcha. Lads, if you... A couple of nice ginger ladies out there. How are you getting on? Myself and Carl, uh, only too happy to say hello. Anyway... I'm going to start with number 10, lads. Sitting in behind Carl's selection. Old Bobby Redlad. You know him, Carl? Old Bobby Redlad. I do. Oh, well, yeah, I do actually, yeah. yeah. Robert Redford, lads. We are, of course, uh, referring to uh, Bobby Redlad uh, to his friends. Um, Hollywood royalty, you know. This man, Robert Redford, fellas. He's been breaking hearts and absolutely slamming doors. Long since your man Brad Pitt was even a glint in his parents' eyeballs. Absolutely gorgeous, this Redford lad. And he's been on a go for a fair while now, lads. You know, you'll know him from Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. How are you getting on? The Sting with Mr. P. Paul Newman. And more recently, of course, lads, you'll all be familiar with his 1998 masterpiece, 
the horse whisperer where he whispered into the ear of a horse on the big silver screen for over 90 minutes um terrific movie uh, if we're gonna do lists lads if you were asking the greatest movie of all time that's it that's 98 Bobby Redford there's, not a, there's not a greatest in there alright give us the number 9 Carl who's gonna bang in 30 goals a season for us well we've gone for uh, another another Hollywood well I wouldn't call him royalty but a certainly prominent member in Hollywood uh, and a bit closer to home it's Michal Fassbender good man Michael Michal who Gorgeous. is an absolutely fabulous actor um, yep. my mother says I look like him yep. when I grow a beard I have a beard I don't yep. look like him yep. uh, so I've never met anybody mother thinks he's a great lad yeah mum hasn't a clue <laughs> um, but he's a, a wonderful film filmography is the word I've used here. I'm not sure if it's a real one, right. but I'm going to go with it. Lots of films. So he's got Prometheus, Inglorious Bastards, oh. the X-Men franchise, the better half of the X-Men franchise. Yeah, the the X- original one's not great. The second one, wonderful. The more recent X-Men, just as a little rabbit hole, lads, and we'll do our level best to avoid rabbit holes. But as Karen's just mentioned, that more recent X-Men reboot, phenomenally the last movie, Dark Phoenix. Haven't seen it, Dreadful lads. Stay away from it, lads. Forget what I've just said. Uh, ahead, but other than that, brilliant. Hunger, shame. He's wonderful. Which movie does he famously pull out the long lad, lads? Go I've on never, ahead and check I've it never out, seen lads. It. He has no reason to be ashamed, lads. Let's just say that. Anyway, Big my, old heavy Michal gang, gang has, been, has been driving on and kicking scores for Ireland for a long time, so keep at it, Michael. Yeah, um, we've, asked, we've actually, obviously, an Irishman, uh, Michael Fassbender, we have reached out to him um, for an early interview on the pod. You might write back, Michael, if you're Also, listening. a tiny bit of trivia... He is in the Guinness ad that I was talking about that the Mick Christopher song is from. He is in that. He's oh. the guy who swims across the ocean to his brother. So Let's, This is why Carl is in the ring. Um, not only for his good looks um, and, his, and his 36-inch waistline. It's not 36. How big is it? How big is it, she said. Don't, Carl, don't answer that. 34? Um, oh, 30. Jeez, the size of the flute in your mouth. <laughs> anyway, she said to me. Um, where am I going with that? I've no idea. Haven't a clue. Lads, that's it anyway. The start of the gingers, we've nine and a ten there, lads. I reckon there's about fifty-five goals between them there. Consider them the Messi and Ronaldo and the ginger men. Robert Redford's not gonna be doing a lot of running, so it's up to me Hall now. He's to... not poor do you know what, just as an aside, lads, um poor Robert's probably in his he's in his seventies, if not probably he's probably in his seventies. Um and I tell you, we're lucky the ginger you know, boys and girls at home. You rarely see a grey head, a grey head, and a, gin- a grey hair and a ginger man. Should I say? Yeah, I have a grey beard and grey hair, but anyway, go yeah, on. Dude. we might actually put this in black and white just for for Carl's sake. <laughs> it's worse. Anyway, let's, that's um. Is Michael? I say, is Robert ever not blonde? Uh, we actually we flirted with the idea of including Ronan Keating the, here, and um, there's red in his name, so he's in. Yeah, that's it. Simple like the red lad. A couple of red lads. Nine and ten in the book. We have so we've done that. Now we we before we kick on into the the topical and the tropical, we probably yeah. probably should. Although I really fucking I don't want to do it like Well we should if you're actually sorry, Carl to interrupt you. If if you're watching online lines, if you're watching on the YouTube machine and you do notice us from time to time glimpsing behind the camera, looking beyond yourself. There's a young flute sat behind the camera, lads. No word of a lie. Okay? There's a little desk just behind just lance. Um, and there's a little fella there. Um, Carl, do you want to address the turning in the room? Shall we just call it? So we're 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 lucky on oh, these fucking music. But anyway, we're lucky to have a um, where are you from, Tiernan? What was that, Tiernan? Speak up, Tiernan! We won't be asking you all the time to speak up. Where, where are you from? Bolton Glass. Bolton Glass. He's from Bolton Glass. Now, I haven't a clue where Bolton Glass is, but I do think it sounds like something else, Carl. It does. It sounds like something that falls out of your motor on the way down. Yeah, you could be busy doing 69 uh, kilometres an hour down the N11. You know, you could be making tracks for Lockenstein. You know, hitting the minty highway, she said to me. And the Bolton Glass could fall out of the back of your car. You know, whatever the Bolton glass might be. And Carl, you'd only naturally, you'd start hearing a hum and a haw out of the car. Uh, you know you're missing something and you bring it to the mechanic. And what, what might he say to you, Carl? Well, he's going to charge you. You can be damn he's sure He's going to charge you. Yeah, there's going to be a couple of fees going in. 
But anyway, so Tiernan is here. He's a, he's a, what, he's a friend of your mum's sister's cousin? Yeah, so look, Tiernan has an in, lads, because the lady who cuts my dog's hair, right, she has a cousin, Sarah, right? Now, Sarah's twin sister, Sersha, right? Right. Her son is Tiernan. So, obvious obvious link there for Tiernan. So, yes, your mum, is this? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so he, Tiernan's here, he's doing... What the- time is Sersha picking you up, Tiernan? Do you know what, Tiernan? We're actually not talking to you anymore. We're just going to talk about you. All right? Forget it, Tiernan. So, any, Tiernan, he's, he doesn't know what he's on. Fucking, Producer he, T. He's on. Himself. He's producing the show. He's on fucking trial, I can tell you now. Not, this, lads, not, this, not for legal charges, but he's on fucking trial here at the moment. This fella, Tiernan, lads, 21, he dropped out of college. I don't know what he was doing. He was doing arts or something, and he calls himself an artist, right? Uh, he's a con man. You're a con artist, Tiernan, is all you are. We're good to him, though. Right? We're very, we're we're not very, very good to him. We're not paying him, lads, but we're very good to him. Aren't we, Tiernan? Good man, Tiernan. Unbelievable this turn in that. Um, anyway. Anyway, we'll see how he gets on. Day one turn in. Could be your last day. Have you the P45 there? You have? I've put it together. Yes. Right, yes. No problem turn in. You just keep doing what you're doing there. Good lad. Anyway, we'll, we'll get into the topical and, and the tropical. Okay, lads. Back from a little bit of a loo break. How did you get on there, Carl? Oh, great. Six or seven we, minutes. Uh, we we was in like there. We've missed... Tiernan didn't press record on the first half an hour, so we have to do that again. Yeah, as if you're listening at home, uh, what you've heard so far, um, it's not the first time we've actually said those words. Um, thanks a million, Tiernan, for doing that for us. Really enjoying our pilot pod here. Mm. Thumbs up, lads. Thumbs up, mom, seven. Sierra just texted me. She's outside, yeah. 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 She said she's going to bring you home for a little bowl of something, Tiernan. You're yeah. going to have a little drop of something before you go to bed. Yeah, two episodes of The Simpsons and then bedtime. Yeah, you might have a little bowl of porridge with two blueberries on top. Good man, Tiernan. All right, we'll see you, we'll see you next week. Seriously, yeah, don't slam the doors, Tiernan, when you're leaving. Tiernan's gone, lads. Okay, we're going to do it on our own. Um, anyway, anybody actually, any producers listening at home, lads, anybody who's realising, you know, the potential uh, enormity of the podcast, I'm sure it's clear, listen to you, lads, the ship is well and truly sailing here. Um, Titanic-style stuff. Titanic-style, yeah. Great. Built in Puerto Rico, uh, the it? Titanic. I'm not sure, lads. Okay. Um, Derry or something. Anyway, um... Producers, listen, get in touch, lads. It'll only cost you 50 euros an episode, 25 for myself and 25 for the lovely Carlos. Okay, Carlos, so what we're going to do is, I think we're going... Where are we? We're, to- we're on the... Oh, we're yeah, the here tropical, we go, lads. On the tropical. It's the main... We've only taken us about 45 minutes to get through the introduction, but we're actually into the, the mate and the mate... Here we go, of yeah. the big heavy sausage. Itself. Big heavy sausage coming at you now, lads. Okay. Um... Okay, so what we'd like to do is um, each week we'll bring you a couple of both topical and tropical headlines um, between both Carl and I, and we'll read them out to you. We won't go down the rabbit holes associated, but uh, just let you know what's going on in the world. Um, so let's, I'm going to start here uh, with some truly fascinating reports being emitted from India at the moment. Uh, Carl, I'm not sure if you've, if you've heard this, um, but let me read it out to you, lads. This is the headline. Officials claim Pakistani spy pigeon has finally been captured. Okay, lads, now that is alarming in itself, lads. Pigeons are spying. Um, never trust a pigeon, lads. Um, but this really is troubling news, lads. And the pigeon who we're going to call Padder uh, to protect his pigeon identity. Um, he had been suspected of being trained to spy um, by Pakistan intelligence agencies. And he's been captured in India, along one of the world's most contested borders, um, Indian officials have revealed. They said the bird was carrying a coded message. Um, and a couple of twigs, probably, as well. And he was caught by villagers in Manyari, um, as the locals would pronounce it, and along the border which separates Indian and Pakistan-controlled parts of Kashmir. How you, there's actually a Kashmir jumper I'm wearing, lads. Shout out to Kashmir. How are you getting that? Um, Big listenership. But listen, Carl, I'll finish off with this, lads. Padder the Pigeon. He had a sizable bounty attaching his capture, Carl. Right. Uh, one that had been issued by the PBI. Who's that? Uh, the Pigeon Bureau of Investigations, lads. Yes. And look, we're going to keep our ear uh, 
tight underground over this one, lads. It seems to me like there's plenty of flight left in this one. No. No fist, lads. If you're not watching, lads, I offered Carl a fist bump there and he declined. A real a gentleman. Yeah. So, a lot of you got for us, Along similar lines, there's a new book out um, about Donald Trump. Great uh, Written by Jean Bolton. John Bolton, who was his national security advisor. Um, and it's only, well, the reason why it's significant is because it outlines that President Trump right. was getting on the phone to President Xi Jinping of China and asking him to have uh, to the Chinese government buy agricultural grain and produce from states in the US that were swing states, so states that were key to his re-election. Now, oh, if you remember, oh, no, in late 2019, Mr. Trumpy was in the news. He was impeached for that very kind of behavior. So it's very interesting now to see what will happen um, from here. Now, he won't be impeached again. Uh-oh, Donald. But it's interesting now. It's significant because John Bolton, of course, the man who wrote this book, he wouldn't testify. He wouldn't testify before Congress, wouldn't testify before the impeachment committee and say, Donald's been up to no good and I know all about it. Unbelievable. But he's written a book about it. So he's he's described by Adam Schiff, who is a a, a congressman from California. He's a good writer, not a patriot. So John, poor, bad stuff, John. Yeah. Donald Trump, lads, um, of course, formerly of Ronald McDonald fame. Anyway, lads, we'll move on. Is that, that's that? That's it, yeah. That's it, lads. Okay, lads. Um, Let me give you another one, lads. Um, Hold on a minute, lads. Where are we? Here we go. Okay, lads. Another troubling piece, lads. Okay. Strap in for this one, lads. Okay. A B&M employee in the UK. Okay. This is a store a la Woody's, um, as they might say in France. A sort of Woody's sort of shop, lads. You'll pick up... Um, what would you get there? A little bit of hose pipe, a couple of planks, um, maybe a tin of paint or something. Drills. Duct tape. Depends what, hand, you know, uh, zip ties. Depends what Barbecues. you're doing, lads. Anyway, uh, ultimately a useful place, Woody's and B&M. Anyway... This young man, guys, where am I looking at the screen? Hold on a minute, I'm after finding out, lads, we're laughing. N, is what you're looking for. Yeah, N, that's me. Um, this young man has been fired from B&M following an in-store tannoy announcement, which has caused quite a stir over in the UK. Right. Okay, now I think... Is so UK or France? We're in. We're in Ireland, uh, Carl. Will you get with the programme? Right. You know, hold on, where's, I'm have a glass of wine. I'm not even sure myself where I am. Where's the story taking place? Now you're asking me where it's happening, I haven't a clue, lads. I think it might be the UK. Right, come um, on. Don't fact-check me on that, lads, you know. How are you getting on Donald Trump? Anyway, um, I think this is a little bit of a kick in the stones for this young chap, Carl, right, on. after getting fired. What because I've read the transcript of his announcement several times, and I don't see what the issue is at all. He was simply notifying a customer, as far as I'm concerned, a customer who's in-store, that they'd left the lights on in their car parked outside, Okay. okay. Now, you asked me what he said, Carl. I'm going to read it out to you, right? Here's what he said over the tannoy. This is a customer announcement. Please, could the owner of the white BMW uh, number plate NE14ABJ. Um, could you please come to the front of the store? You've left your lights on. Now, I've read that several times, lads, and it sounds like a genuine, uh, you know, you know, your man was taking measures to assist a customer. Anyway, I can't figure it out for the life of me. Anyway, lads. The thing that I find the biggest is who buys a white car? A white car. I must get rid of my own white car then. Obviously, it's not cool. Um, this one, this is the this is the big one. This is the biggest news of the yeah, week. Yeah, what have you got, car? <clears throat> so, Match.com. Right. Which owns Tinder, OkCupid, mm-hmm. Match.com itself, and Hinge. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're after coming out and saying, online dating in lockdown is flying. Flying, she said to me. Flying. They've had a 30% increase. 
of all messages sent on the platform since March now. I haven't got one of them. So, I mean, if you're interested, give us a shout. Um, can, can I just stop you so the listeners can hear me drinking? Hold on, lads. That sounds like you're taking a pee. Did you hear that, lads? I might be, you know, if you're only listening, lads, that could have been one of several things. Anyway, go on ahead, Carl. Sorry about that. But there's been, to quote the CEO of Match.com, Shamiska Doobie, mm. uh, Doobie, uh, that online dating has exploded with the average number of daily messages sent across all of Match's platforms increasing by 30% in April compared with the end of February. And there's been a massive increase wow. in uh, females on on uh, on the apps. The apps normally occupied by the men, by the looks of things. Yeah. So yeah. there's been uh, a massive increase in the online date. Can I just ask you, um, with regards to the um, the apps that I'm all too familiar with, uh, the likes of Tinder and the Hinge Machine, how he's getting on, uh, have, keep your eyes out for me, lads, keep your eyes peeled. Um, I'm on level 11, right? I just can't get past the boss at the end of level 11. How, where are you on it? I've, I've given up on them. I've, I thought you completed the game. I broke them. Not a, not a single match. You went back and you played them a couple of times. Not one match. Um, I'm just at the, as I said, lads, uh, level 11. I'm just at the second checkpoint. I can't get past the boss at the end of it. Um, but if there's a couple of ladies waiting on the other side, level 12, how are you just getting that? The, the big thing, sorry, Worth the wait. The big thing that they've introduced is video calls. So apparently, uh, the ladies aren't as much interested in meeting up in person. Yeah. So now that that has been taken away because of the pandemic. Yeah. The, the video call is something that they, they prefer which I would have thought is a bit weird get on a video call with somebody it is a little bit weird um, but I suppose there's a couple That's of also coffee yeah but look there's a couple of um, video calls present a couple of opportunities of their own car um, you can put on a couple of filters you know I've I've had a couple of um, video but dates now over the, the quarantine the lads need the filters lads just want, I look like Lionel Richie on these calls lads I've got filters on that give me a big old Ronnie a big old Tom Selleck of a moustache okay Okay, I have the big long, a big groovy long uh, black locks on my head, and uh, the ladies love it. You know, there's a, there's a couple couple of opportunities on the uh, the video dating, um, but I'd much rather do it in person. Myself. I don't think I'd ever do a video call. You know, how can you how can you shake the hand of a woman um, over the phone? You know, not so easy. Anyway, yeah, but it's interesting now that it's an impact though that Corona's had on on the dating scene, and I suppose it goes to the the, the larger question of whether Ooh. Corona has actually change the way we, we're, we live our life at all. Is it a permanent change oh, or is we it go. temporary? What do you think? Mm. Has it changed the way we live our life? And is that change... Well, there, I think there's definitely been a change, let's, uh, personally speaking. And we can only speak from the personal place. Um, I think there's been a change. A change. Right. Um, is it permanent? I don't know. I hope so. Um, in your own personal sense, what, 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 how have you changed your, 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 your life in lockdown? Well, look, here we go. Um, unbeknownst to myself, Carl, um, I what exactly happened? Um, I was cocooning, as Doctor T Hooters asked of me, and I've emerged a butterfly, lads. Um, I wonder if there anyone else at home emerging from the quarantine and the cocoon and the butterfly. Uh, do let us know. Get in touch. Um, a great spray for getting rid of butterflies <laughs> under the sink. Anyway, unbeknownst to myself, Carl, I've segued and transitioned seamlessly into a minimalist daily and self-operation, cutting out the trotter. And like yourself, Carl, I've gone for the minimalist, minimalist cut up top. Um, and down below, how are you getting on? She said to me, a blade to all over job. Um, and, you know, on that idea, cutting back, stripping it back, removing the clutter, simplifying um, as the downtime and the slowing of the world economy and the rat race that we all uh, all appear to be uh, too frequently involved in. That slowing has allowed me address, you know, something we've actually chatted before, Carl, the idea of success, what do you actually need 
uh, to be successful in your own mind or even financial success. So delusions of mansions in the future, lads, are now, um, they're now dreams of living on a narrow boat or converting a garage. Yeah, you're interested in buying a boat and living in Grand Canal? Yeah, Grand Canal Dock, lads. Let's riddle me this, lads. Okay, so I'll do a little bit of research into this. Um, boat on the way, hopefully. Um, maximum docking fees in Dublin. So let's call Grand Canal Dock uh, the prime car park for a boat in Dublin. Maximum fees. Now they've gone up from 360 to a maximum of 3,600. So if you imagine you've popped an apartment of your own design, mm-hmm. smack bang city centre, and it's only and yourself, you're there with your lovely Not lady, sure if I'd like that. or your fella, or whoever you're meeting. Rocking you know. sensation though. You know, on the boat. Well, listen, lads, if the sea's not rocking the boat, I'll be inside rocking it, you know. Stand up to rock, lads, and I sit down to roll. How are you getting on? She said, great, that's gas, actually, that's a great line. Um, let's read, read, pop up. Anyway. Um, that's you, it. So you're living on a boat. Don't so I what you've done is you've, re- you've refined your your life. Yeah. So the things that I've, put, I've pressed, what was that game, your man, Philip Schofield? Um, Philip Schofield. I know him, the, the, the guy this morning. This morning? Well, this evening, right? This evening. Oh, the TV show this morning. Yeah. Very good, Carl. Uh, we'll see what you've done there. Philip Schofield presented a game show, I think, on ITV or UTV called The Game. Right. right? Where you're working through these levels, lads. Right. Um, and you have an option. You can Go use on. it once. Like on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, you have a couple of uh, couple of yeah. things to help you out. Yeah. Simplify. And it makes your life a little bit easier. That's what I've done, The Cube. The Cube. Yeah. The Cube. Uh, it's the cube, is what I'm cube talking about. Cube Nightclub, how are we getting on? How are we getting on the cool, lads? A couple of lads hanging outside of the cube. Um, but yeah, I've. I, simplified. Corona presented me with a button to press, which was simplify. I duly pressed it, and I'm loving life since. Um, minimalist, as I said, the hair's gone, the clothes are gone, I no longer have a choice of 57 Zara shirts. Right. I'm now down to 56. You know, I'm nice. really. I'm taking the steps to make my life You've a gone, little bit easier. You're a modern Buddhist monk. A Renaissance man, as I said in the intro. Okay. And was right it yourself, Claire, what's, what's your own experience been of it? I know you were abroad I was in... I living in LA now at the start of all this. Los Angeles. And now I'm here. And so that's a big change, obviously. That's a change. Uh, but I think like a lot of people, a lot of people who live up in Dublin have returned home. Exactly. Like yourself, uh, there you go. Well, they've now returned home, you know, to, their, to where they live outside of Dublin. And yep. like, that's nice. They get to spend time with their family. 100%. Probably a bit strange. They probably haven't been living in their hometown for since college, maybe, or mm-hmm. since they were 18. Um, but I do think, though, that while we have changed a lot, I think, and we all are enjoying the simple, you know, going for picnics in the park, you know, going for swims, meeting friends, playing, I was playing football during the week, it was lovely. Um, you know, it's it. But I don't, I think we're all waiting to go back to the rat race. I think that's where we're all going to find ourselves. Once it's open back up, people will be back out. Okay. In the office, in the restaurants, in the pubs, which is great. I think sometimes we... We take it all. We will start taking it for granted again. I think. I, d- I don't yeah. think this is a permanent change. Yeah. I think it's only been a, a change that's lasted so long because nowhere is open. You saw pennies queues five o'clock in the morning. Gas. You're gas. Stuff, queue at five o'clock in the morning for pennies. Now, if you're, lads, if you're to to pennies twice, if you're dying for a pair of briefs, lads, you know, or a couple of pairs of socks, it's probably worth queuing up. The biggest, the biggest uh, long-lasting change thing that was going to be, you know, your mom and pop businesses—they're going to be struggling. Like, as in the amount of businesses who've got. Who've lost out in three, four months of revenues? Who who simply can't put up with it? Whereas you know your big stores, like even Zara, twelve hundred stores gone worldwide. Yeah, magic. One of the biggest companies in the world, clothes companies in the world. Very difficult for your for your local, you know, fashion retailer or whatever. It is, survive. but I reckon if the response of now I know the likes of Debenhams closing 
almost immediately you know they didn't wait to see what the public reaction was or to you know if there was an increase in frequency as to online orders they didn't wait they were just look that business that wasn't uh, optimized or efficient here's an opportunity to press you know quit and delete um, and they've obviously duly done that i wonder though the likes of the mom and pop shops which are the backbone of this economy for all the big boys the googles the yahoos and all the big fellas the irish economy I mean, when you look left and right, lads, every coffee shop, not every coffee shop, but the vast majority of stuff is, you know, independently, autonomously operated. Mm. Um, and I, in my opinion, the Corona or the Great Leveller, as I will forever uh, remember it fondly, um, not fondly, because it's obviously been disastrous for plenty of people, mm. it continues to be so. So, for, so for, forgive me for that comment. But anyway, the point is, lads, it now allows the strong businesses to survive you know only the strong and the viable businesses are the ones that will continue to operate uh, when we emerge into this new normal you know eternally doomed business ventures which were afforded previously bogus loans in the likes of the boom they'll finally get their comeuppance car i think that's you know i know unfair. it's very harsh and it's potentially unfair but the, the the swing side of that the upswing of that kind of you know negative line of thinking is closures allow a new wave of business you know, powered by the young, the youthful, the fellas with the ideas, the ladies with the vision and the energy. You know, it affords them an opportunity to get open. Yeah, I don't. So I don't know. I, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see what pans out. What do you think? I just think though that, like, you know, you talk about businesses that, like, the, the business that has survived are the businesses that have been open. Mm-hmm. So even the airlines, so their margins so tight, they're all goosed. They'll all need state intervention. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And they're Bailouts they're galore. a necessity. So it's it's actually you know if you have a coffee shop. You've been able to do trade, maybe not as much, but like most coffee shops, people don't sit in, they get coffee and go. Same with food, like Deliveroo or stuff like that has allowed facility people. It's obviously got a, a impact on your margins, but it's, Correct. It, it means that you're able to, you know, lots of restaurants have been putting together like um, packages to send people. So yeah, cook. carry out and take exactly. away options. Yeah. But it's more, you know, if you're if you're running a, a clothes shop, like think of any of the in Dublin here, any of the shopping centres around, apart from, including Dundrum, in fact, you know, you can't go in, you can't try clothes on, if you touch it, you have to t- you have to buy it, right. I know there's a lot of online sales and clothes, that's fine for your Zara's maybe, and they're already feeling the pinch. Exactly, that, would be, that, would, that would be my comment though, to the independent mom and pop type operators, um, you know, let's, let's say for example, fashion retailers, surely they can see now that if they want to continue to operate, why not work from home? On a computer or a laptop, because their, with the their Wi-Fi. customers don't don't their customers are don't have a laptop, right, don't okay. have Wi-Fi. They want to come in. They want to they want the experience of, of being in a in a store. I get you. Trying yeah. stuff on. It's a, it's a different. Yeah, mode. it is tricky. So uh, it's been it's been obviously with a couple of glasses of wine. Um, I'm fairly quick to say let the you know let the shite rot and let the new wave get in. Well, the, the, but so the interesting thing though is the, the the real one is that the maybe more so in the states is the money being provided by the government is going to businesses as opposed to employees. If this was yeah, Carl and I had a great chat, lads. Um, we didn't record them. as we as we said at the start, lads. Myself and Carl, friends of twenty years, we quite often have you know genre defining conversations um, award winning over award winning stuff lads uh, you wouldn't believe the awards we have up over the window you can't see it lads um, anyway we're surrounded by conversational awards and gifts anyway we had a chat about what were we talking about right now so we're saying that the money went into correct money going into business to keep business open what's going to keep business open as Carl uh, beautifully verbalised to me is people going in and spending money so why not put the extra few bob into the consumer's pocket who ultimately gives it to the business that keeps the business open 
and in a profit, hopefully. Well, say that there's two. So there's two things there, and that's the first one is you can't necessarily you have to provide loans to people to businesses that can't open, right? Exactly. So, but you but the the real issue in the states about providing loans to businesses, and you're looking at like the LA Lakers and other businesses like that got loans where okay. smaller businesses took them so long to get access to the, to the financing to the refinancing and as a result they're the ones that need it the most but it's harder for them to get and the LA Lakers don't need they got 15 million quid they give it back because people are like you don't need 15 million quid but the whole problem is if you give money to an organisation the organisation is free to do whatever they want with it so they can lay people off so I think Victoria Beckham got in trouble that her company furloughed a bulk of the staff immediately. Everybody, everybody, right? But but you know had like profits of twenty five million or whatever. Now that's their good lord. How many cash if you can get it, lads? Twenty five million. The point is, and they were getting relief from the government. I think I'm not hundred percent on that. So sorry, Victoria. But the point is, the, the general overall point is, you can furlough your entire staff and get benefits from from the government. Whereas if you put that money straight into the economy and you put it, give it straight directly to the workers, the workers have it and can spend it. So that's kind of the conversation. Now, where we're getting to now is where we're going to have, we need to open back up because we can't keep just giving people money. Yeah. Because if you keep giving people money, the debt pile is getting bigger and yeah. bigger and it was already very big to begin with. And that's, that's obviously true. a big no-no. Without going that's into true. an economics rabbit hole, yeah. that's a bit of a problem. Yeah, it has been lovely though, lads. I'm not sure if you realise um, the gift that 350 euro a week actually is lads myself and Carl were at a lovely little um, South American shindig that we call it only the weekend gone yeah um, a couple of Brazilian lads and a couple of lovely Brazilian lasses plenty of eating at a Brazilian party and they were saying lads the average Brazilian wage is something like 100 euros I, was it a month? I didn't hear this never. maybe it was a week lads Maybe it's a week. Could have been hundred quid a week, but that's like that's that's your that's your bug standard average. That's your do not so bad, sir. That's how you get non money, and um, that's a hundred lads. We're getting handed three hundred and fifty a week. You know, you're you're doing you're you might be a millionaire in Brazil, lads, and you're getting. But that's handed. obviously all the interest for their for the for the moolah. But yeah, absolutely, and they're. Yeah. I think it's something like forty percent of Brazil are illiterate. Can't read and write. Like that. Or maybe it was 20% you gave me the last time. Something like that. I mean, look, maybe it's, it was 20, it's, in fact. But it's still, an alarming it's a substantial number. amount. Yet, at the same time, like, Great people, and, the Brazilians, though. Oh, lovely people. Great people. You know. Fond of the crack. <laughs> you know. Anyway. But we're going to we're gonna diverge into our, our little last little segment, you'd be glad to know. Yeah, you're nearly, we're nearly there, lads. Stay with us, just, be patient. Just deep breath. There. Put it on pause if you can. Take a breath or two and get lads, back it in. says the mic is on. Let's hope so, because Ternan's gone, lads. Um, bloody Ternan. Anyway. Um... Okay. But anyway, we're getting into where. So what we're going to do weekly is a watch along, read along. So we're going to ask yeah. you to do if you can. Yeah, please do it, lads. Please can. Is we're going to ask you to read a chapter of a book, and we're going to ask you to watch an episode of a show. Now, please do not go ahead, because what we're going to do is trying to revel in the enjoyment of the book and about the series, Correct. which doesn't happen anymore. Let's treat it like um, instead of looking at a series like. Um an opportunity to binge on a Tuesday morning when you've absolutely nothing to be doing apart from polishing your flute and watching Netflix. Don't do that, lads. If you're going to engage with us, lads, treat the book, the read-along, and the series, the watch-along. Treat it like it's a, a cinema experience. You go a once club and a- You go once a week. You engage with one chapter, one episode, and you have a chat about it, and a tickle down to pub. And the pe- for the for yeah. the, the, the readers, for the readers who for the people who are may, maybe not the biggest readers, a chapter a week all it is, lads. And it's not going to be a big book, 
and hopefully by the end of the year now you'll have 10 or 12 books read exactly as Carl said if you're not a big reader no problem we're happy to accept medium readers and small readers any size at all it doesn't matter how tall you are so the book we have anyway uh, which a lot of people have read I have read according to my mark here 67 pages um, it. it could be the second time you're reading that you wouldn't know but is the subtle art of not giving a flutter subtle um, art of not giving a flying monkey lads who's it by it is by mark Manson Gas man Mark Manson Son of uh, Charles Son of Charles Brother of Patrick And Marilyn uh, Oh Marilyn Manson Correct but Gas man Marilyn Manson So if what you is don't it? know Marilyn lads He's a gas man He lives across the road From up Carlip himself Here in Monkstown Gas man Mark So there's Anyway there's two He's a second book Can't remember what the other one's called But it's blue What's this one about? It's about It's called the Sort of not giving a fuck Is it a story Is, is, it, it, fi- is, is it, it fiction? A counterintuitive approach To living a good life So what it is oh. is like a self-help book Uh oh But I, now I've read half of it It's um, And I'll do it I'll read it again But it's it's very It's not like your traditional Self-help book It's it's an alter- It describes itself An alternative way Of getting yourself Feeling better about yourself And what I liked about it So far anyway Is that it's not It doesn't lose itself In you know these terms and visions of yourself that you're a warrior or, or you know this can be helpful sometimes yeah but it's basically just like you know i'll read out some of the chapters and they'll give you a good idea lovely uh, that'd be great the feedback loop from hell that's Uh-oh. a good one chapter one i'm not sure what that means but i like the sound of choose your struggle choose your struggle. The self-awareness onion and the personal favorite here you are not special yeah, if you're listening at home, lads and lasses, you're absolutely not special. I don't care what your parents have told you in the last 20 odd years, lads. Nothing special about you. So, hey, we'll give it chapter one. everything, every, you're, you're all very special. We'll give uh, chapter one, which is called Don't Try a World. Uh, don't, don't try. It is. That's your homework now, lads. 22 pages, lads. You have 22 pages, lads. If you start reading now, you only have to. And, and we, we hear from you again, and we listen, we, you know, we hope you're listening to us tonight, this time next week, lads. You have to read three pages a night, okay? Get going on it, lads. So the Netflix series, I've seen everything on Netflix now, so what have you picked? Well, Carl actually suggested to me, I'm not a great man for watching our reading. Um, I'm not sure what I'm actually great for doing. What do you uh, do with yourself? I don't know. As I said, lads, e-commerce magnet. Not a, a magnet, lads. Magnate. Magnate. Magnate, N-A-T-E. How are you getting on? She said to me. That's my own name, lads, if you haven't, uh, if you're not on the same page as myself and Carl here. Carl recommended I have a watch of a series that he's already seen, so he's very well placed to actually discuss... Discuss, you know. Oh, a couple of cans getting open, lads. Don't forget, lads, cans are a man's drink, as uh, I heard Pink old. grapefruit lined with white tea. Oh, you know, get that into you, lads. Lovely little can. Um, really he recommended a series called White Lines, okay? Let me give you a brief synopsis. Of I'm sure a couple of you at home, lads, um, lads and lasses, are, you're all too familiar with the concept of uh, white lines, shall we say. Sorry, there, a little bit of a block nose. Anyway. Here's the idea, lads. I'm after having a read um, of the, the little synopsis attaching the uh, the Netflix trailer. Okay, couple of young flutes, lads. Manchester, 1996, Oasis sort of territory. Um, Manchester, Manchester United. Anyway, they off to Bifa, don't they? They head off from a Bifa, right? Couple of young fellas, lads. Couple of monkeys. They go abroad. They're in search of beer, beaches, and probably a couple of boobies. You know. Um, what happens fan, to them there? Fan of a booby myself. The they go out, lads, and one of them, or a couple of them, they want to be DJs, all right? A couple of Daniel Jameses. <laughs> DJ! Look at man, uh, what's his name? Remember that big DJ from a couple of years ago, Steve Avery? <laughs> Steve Aoki. Steve Aoki, I meant to say. Your man goes out there thinking he's going to be the next Stephen Avery, and he gets, he runs into a little bit of trouble, lads, right? Instead of finding fame, they find trouble a-brewing, all right? 
So what happens now in the series, lads, this is... I haven't seen a thing of it, lads. I'm only, yeah. I've seen episode one. I absolutely love it, lads. That's why we've chosen it. Uh, 30 years later, the sister of one of the fellas who allegedly disappeared like Houdini back in the day. She's now Sherlock Holmes, the sitch, right? She's all over that, like Sherlock Holmes. And she's now demanding the answers, the questions, the police. Not the police, not no one were asking these questions back in the 90s. But she's there now, lads. And let me tell you, lads, I've only seen the first, you know, 20, 30 minutes episode one. I loved it. It's tremendous viewing, lads. Very cinematic experience. Perfect for discussing the pod, on the pod. And, uh, Good little bit of dark humour mixed into with Carl. I loved the 20 minutes or so. Are the lads and ladies going to enjoy it at home? Did you like it? I did. It's a, it's a one-off series. Well, well lads? But seven or eight episodes. Here we no go, lads. series two, I don't think. And perfect. All stuff, so perfect. We'll get to the end of it, lads, and we'll choose something else. Oh, boy. It's, it's, it's cinematic. It's in a bifa. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of enjoyment going on. Couple of groovy tunes, lads, early doors. I'm looking forward to hearing the soundtrack of this. Yeah, it's, gonna, it's good. It's very good. Um, odd, but in a good way. Lovely. Um, so Looking anyway, get yourselves involved with the book, and I don't know why you're doing that. Sorry, let's flick my tongue here. I don't know if you can hear. That. Let me see if we get closer to the mic. If you can pick up the tongue flicker. Yeah. Anyway, tongue's flicker. Sorry, sorry, Carl. He's, sorry, he's, my apologies. He's uh, he's gone into the vet now. Later on this evening. So well, I'm halfway through a bottle of white wine, Carl, and you're after drinking half a can of tea. Um, <laughs> I'm feeling the anyway, wine, lads. I'm feeling fairly fine. That's it for this week. Um, yeah, thanks for tuning in, lads. probably won't be broadcasting from a bush next week. I, can, um, I like it. Lads, let us know in the comments, lads. Do you like this kind of groovy, artistic lads in the bush? You know, uh, like the crocodile hunter. You know what I mean? Yeah. So anyway, that's all from us. Enjoy your week. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. Give us a fist bump, Carl. Bye-bye. Pub Talk is out. <sighs> Lovely little burp. Thanks for that burp, Carl, as, as, as a nice segue out of the whole thing. Good man.